Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, the gloves are off, all because of a controversial coat of paint. You'll see this battle between neighbors only on CBS4. It started with a red house neighbors call an eyesore. The color controversy quickly escalated into a war of words where neighbors showed their true colors. CBS4's Dave Malkoff is live in the Pembroke Pines neighborhood with more. Dave? Yeah, you guys are absolutely right. This started because of the color of the house, but it turned into something very different. Something you have to see for yourself. So what's the big deal? The big deal is with big red. House that is, that's appalling. Appalling to neighbors who see the color of their neighborhood changing. Who decided very the color? My mom. Fire engine red. If you want to match your Humvee, go back to uh, the Redlands, where you came from. Ariana Mesa came from, ironically, the Redlands section of Miami-Dade. Her family came from Cuba. Now she lives in the red house. The wrong color for some of these neighbors. I actually plan to live here because I'm getting married and I'm moving. So you want you want to move here and be here with adversity against you. The whole area has main, maintained a certain decorum, and you have turned this into a Carroll City, an overtown. You have destroyed our neighborhood by making it a red. Flaming house. The homeowners association does not expressly forbid any specific color. It does, however, have a blanket rule about anything being a nuisance. Nor shall anything be done thereon which may or may become an annoyance or nuisance to the neighborhood. And we consider that a nuisance. That we consider it a nuisance. And it's and it's in here. It's 25 years old. In those 25 years, South Florida has changed. Sadiana's parents don't even speak English. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen of America. And tonight we deal with a very common topic, but we pull the cover on racism within the HOA. If you want to know what that means, the Homeowners Association, and I'll tell you what, there's corruption, there's racism, there's targeting. And tonight, AJC Radio pulls the cover off of a story exclusively here in Colorado Springs and many others of racism trampling our streets, and it's all pushed and ran by the HOA. Folks, hang on to your seats. 
AJC Radio kicks off right now. And there you have it. I'm Lamont Banks along with Lisa Stewart, Cliff Stewart, Dennis Merritt, and a very uh, 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 designated seat, if you will. William Williams is joining us tonight as well. Uh, we have two of our calls in the studio. As this topic has enough conversation that we need to get into tonight, and I'll tell you what, folks, it doesn't get any better than this as exposing the corruption within the HOA. And tonight we deal with a 71-year-old pastor by the name of Pastor Rose Banks. I'll tell you what, a target of racism, harassment, and anything else you can think of in the most ludicrous way. And I'll tell you, hate at its highest level, strictly because Pastor Banks, number one, is a pastor of a Christian church, but also her color. She's African-American. We're going to pull the cover tonight off of the corruption within HOA. And I'll tell you what, it's not only in Colorado it's all over these 50 United States across this nation. And we're going to get into that. But let's first go to the disclaimer, please. Lisa? Yes, we just like to remind everyone that we are not attorneys and that a just cause does not provide legal advice. You'll want to contact your personal legal advisor for all of your legal needs. Also, the opinions expressed by callers and guests do not necessarily reflect that of a just cause or AJC radio. And as always, we want to thank you for tuning in and spending just a little of your evening with us. And thank you for that, Lisa. We appreciate that. And I'll tell you, folks, uh, Dennis, Cliff, William, I'll tell you, you know, as we begin to research some of the things going on, we're going to get into some of those specifics, Cliff, in regards to uh, some of the outrageous conduct and actions, especially uh, in front of this uh, parsonage, if you will, of Pastor Rose Banks, the goal to harass a senior citizen in the community for 34 years, uh, really a light and a, and a help to a lot of people with different things, including, you know, if you've heard about the Christmas house uh, in Colorado Springs, that is the house of, uh, of Pastor Rose Banks and, and the things that are done and this all stops are pulled out to, in, to bring the spirit of Christmas, the holiday season to a lot of people uh, who have talked about coming all over, not only Colorado, from around the world, even out of the country, uh, New York City, everywhere to see the Christmas house that has inspired people, Cliff. And we've talked to others. Uh, I talked to a young boy, a young man, rather. He's 18 now. said he's been going to the Christmas house since he was eight years old, and he never can stop coming. And I've, we've seen people in tears uh, out there uh, talking about the impact that that house at the Christmas season does. And, and even that has become under attack, Cliff, uh, with, the, uh, with the HOA. Yeah, I mean, the, everything that happens there, it's like, uh, you know, the HOA have an issue. You can, you just know there's there's bias because any little thing, the amount of flowers, uh, you know, the uh, lamp on the deck, anything that happens, there's always an issue. And uh, we've had altercations uh, there with, you know, Dylan's with the HOA, some of the neighbors, but uh, it, it's seemingly that it's, it's more the people on the board of the HOA have just taken a personal vendetta uh, against the pastor who lives there, against the church, and that they they will stop at nothing to uh, to. And the thing is, you don't understand why. I mean, what else, what other tag could you put on it? Discrimination for whatever reason, racism, hatred, jealousy. Uh, but you know, it it cannot go. Uh, you know, uh, just without being dealt with. 
because you know you if you let them get away with it with one person, it just continues to trickle and trickle and flow and flow until you have everybody just being oppressed by uh, you know a, a board of you know six to ten people. Well, and on top of that, these are folks who, and it's not only the board. You're talking about the neighbors in the neighborhood making statements, doing things uh, uh, that uh, even according to the HOA has said the neighbors are outraged. Uh, we're talking about uh, 99% Caucasian white uh, is populated by 99% white people. Pastor Banks is the only African American in that vicinity, in that area. This is a race issue. And I'll tell you what, and it, again, the board is going to be reli- is going to be liable for what they do. Uh, but the neighbors up there that have an issue with the fact that Pastor Banks, you know, they'd be saying one thing. If a yard was messed up and the grass was brown, they would have a complaint about that. Well, guess what? doesn't work that way at Pastor Banks' house. The grass is manicured. The, the, the trees are manicured. It looks like an oasis. You, talk, you can have a better look on a corner lot of a neighborhood at the end of the day. So when you have everything going in that direction, there's only one result. And that is racism, and it is targeting. Well, how do you target a 71-year-old pastor who goes, who goes to church and comes home and keeps her yard looking right? you got people approaching contractors that are working in her yard. What are you doing out here? Why do you keep doing this? One of the neighbors actually told one of the police officers uh, that was looking at the Christmas lights, would you tell her to take some of these lights down? And the officer said, I'm not going to tell this woman to take her lights down. She, he said, me and my family come here every year to look at the lights. What are you even talking about? We're going to dig into that tonight, and that's just the tip of the iceberg that we're going to get into tonight. We're going to be joined by uh, Ward Lucas. He is a longtime TV anchor and investigative reporter of Nine News there in Denver. Uh, he is involved with a lot of things, very knowledgeable about the HOA. Uh, got an opportunity to talk to him. He wrote a book, I believe it's called Neighbors. Uh, at uh, hold on, I'm looking for the title, um, Neighbors at War, and he's talking about the HOA and the things that go on. We're going to be joined also by Bob Ro- uh, Roby. He's another gentleman I had the chance to talk to, get, getting a very clear picture of the corruption uh, within the HOA. There was something I think that happened. I believe uh, the Kansas Chronicle actually broke the story about the embezzlement of the HOA in different states all across this country of embezzling money and, and uh, you know, putting fines out, doing one thing or another to break the backs of homeowners to say, you know what, if we don't like you, you heard in the clip moments ago, the statement was made uh, that the H in this particular, uh, I believe this was Florida, the statement is, is that there's a general blanket that if anything that becomes a nuisance, that is a nuisance they can speak out against. Well, if I'm black and I don't like black people, then I, I'm a nuisance to them. Exactly. So because I'm black, then I can call everything they do on their property a nuisance? That's true. That's unacceptable. Dennis, your thoughts on this important issue of racism in America dealing within the HOA? And I t- There needs to be some controls. I tell you, uh, the HOA, if, uh, if it's fully, if the board is fully, uh, you know, occupied by, you know, a, the, the, a, a different race, then, you know, the, the actual people that you have within the HOA, the, the homeowners themselves, Exactly right. You're going to have some problems because, first of all, you, you don't understand me. You, you, you don't know where I came from. You don't know how I live. But you're telling me if I move there, I'm going to do exactly what you want me to do. And I'm going to, you know, live my life the way you want me to live. it. That that's not how it works. 
But if we don't put in restraints, we give the HOA so much power. Right. And since the board is ran by members of the community, right. right, and if the community doesn't like me, I don't have a chance. Eventually, they're going to get what they want. They're going to get me to move. But, of course, in this case, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. And, uh, William, as you, as we look at this issue, this is one thing that is very clear. Racism in America, when it's in these type of entities, where racism is allowed to flourish in the HOA, in other organizations, racism is not going anywhere. Nowhere. Because somebody will keep that storm going. And it's a matter of speaking out against it. It's a matter of fighting it. I'll tell you what, in America, and by, according to the Department of Justice and the law, you can't discriminate against any person right, based upon their race, religion, their, uh, their origin, whatever. You cannot discriminate. It was brought to my attention today that that is something that the Department of Justice uh, looks into very seriously. Uh, but action needs to be taken, and I think people just kind of get tired of the fight, so they walk away. Uh, and these people continue to do these things. Uh, it's just not going to be tolerated. It's just not going to be tolerated. And AJC Radio and a Just Cause is committed to bringing a light to this type of corruption. And our two guests tonight are going to shine a very clear light on the corruption within the HOA. And because there is no regulation, because there are no checks and balances, uh, I'll tell you what, they continue uh, to do these things. We're going to share some information, uh, some email communications later in the program of things that were said People that parked outside of Pastor Banks' house, uh, communicated, swearing, using profanity. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a very clear picture of hate. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it's borderline criminal because what are you doing stalking outside this woman's house? Exactly. What are you doing? Get a life. Get a life. And we're going to expose it as much as we can here on this, on this program because this is absolutely unacceptable. Folks, if you want to call in. Uh, you can feel free to call in the 347-838-8976. That number may very well be changing, but right now you can still get in on that number. We'll keep you posted on that uh, as we continue to proceed further. Uh, I'll tell you what, folks, I would get in on this conversation today. We want to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, You know, no one in America who who has pursued uh, the American dream to have your own home and all the things uh, that comes with that, you should have the freedom to enjoy your uh, what do they call They call them twilight or golden years? Exactly. Uh, in peace. You know what I mean? Pastor Banks has always been a decent neighbor. Um, she's gone as far, I remember, one Christmas season, not too long ago, uh, had gifts of, of treats, Christmas treats delivered to all the neighbors. It's, it's amazing, no matter how much good you do, no matter how much good you do, if you're filled with hate and envy and racism and all that comes with it, it doesn't. You, you can never do anything right. We are going to fight uh, for Pastor Banks and uh, and deal with this uh, as an advocacy group against HOA uh, for that corruption. It is unacceptable to bother a 71 year old woman uh, who has been a pillar in this community, and you're bothering her because her grass may be a little greener than your dry patch at your house. Well, that, you know what? You can you can go get your grass. Go get yours. You want flowers? Go get your flowers. What are you hating on this woman for because she decides to make her house look nice for the neighbor and for herself? And you know what gets me about the HOA? It's just unbelievable how you can tell me. I I, I either bought this house right out or I'm still paying for this house. And then I'm paying dues upon that. 
to the HOA, and you're going to tell me how I can live? Uh, that's, 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 that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. I, I mean, how do, you, how, do you, how do you even form your mouth to say wow. that? Uh, you're not paying the bills. I am. Not one. And there's nothing out in my house, uh, and there's been information. We're going to get into that discussion where they targeted her. One gentleman made the statement, you either change the color of your fence or we'll go in your yard and paint it for you. Let's go ahead and try that. Wow. Go ahead and try that. That's not going to – who are you talking to and who are you talking – you want to come on my property? And the fence is in compliance. Yes. The exactly. fence is in compliance. And I don't know if they thought they're dealing with a bunch of uh, cowards that don't fight battles. Wrong group of people. Wrong group of people. This is AJC Radio. We will continue to deal with this issue tonight, folks. On the other side of this break, we're coming back with the corruption of HOA. And how do you get away with targeting not only this African-American pastor, uh, elderly people across the country, Hispanic people who want to buy a house, if they're not of your color or your origin, well, guess what? Get out of our neighborhood. I don't think you own the neighborhood, HOA, or none of your uh, whatever uh, ponds that you use to try to do what you do. We're going to fight that issue tonight, and we're going to get into deep conversation. Folks, come back with us. This is AJC Radio coming live from Colorado Springs. Right now, temperature 73 degrees, Los Angeles 77, Washington, D.C. 78, and mostly sunny. Enjoy it now as we approach the changing of the seasons. We'll be right back here on AJC Radio. HOA Corruption continues. For a kid whose mom or dad is in prison, life is tough. Now add a wrongful conviction to that. Life just got a little bit tougher. Trying to explain to friends why mom or dad is not at the school play or At the ball game is something that no kid should ever be faced with, especially if mom or dad is innocent. Ladies and gentlemen, get involved today to stop the epidemic of wrongful convictions by remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation. You can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause today. 1-855-529-5673. 1-855-529-4252. We seek justice for the children. As they go to bed at night and mom's not there, dad's not in the other room to make them feel safe. Not because dad or mom did anything wrong, because justice could not be found. Join us. For the children, for they truly are our future. Picture this, a 75-year-old man convicted of murder waiting for his trial to finally go through. He's been on death row for 25 years now and finds out he's been wrongfully convicted and is completely innocent. Not only does this mean that 25 years of his life have been spent in jail for no reason, but that the actual murderer could still be out there right now. The bad thing is that this exact thing happens more often than you think. But you can help stop it by supporting our campaign to abolish the death penalty. Good morning, students, and welcome to Career Day. I hope you're excited to hear about all the great things you can do when you grow up. Hi, everyone. I'm Emily. I'm super excited to introduce my dad because he's my hero. When I was little, my dad was away a lot, but I was okay with that. 
because he was doing this really important work, driving ambulances in Iraq. Now he's at home, which is great for me because I get to see him every day now. And he's still the biggest hero I know because he tells all the ambulances and the fire engines where to go and rescue people when there's an emergency. I'm so proud of him. He's awesome. He's my dad. If your service-connected disability prevents you from continuing in your civilian career, Voc Rehab offers counseling, training with a living allowance, education, and other services to help prepare you for your next mission. Ladies and gentlemen of America, we extend a special invitation to you to join AJC Radio and our programming every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. We will be addressing issues that definitely shape a nation and affect America's future. We will also be dealing with members of Congress shining the spotlight on our initiative called Spotlight on Capitol Hill. You don't want to miss it, folks. Every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, AJC Radio makes a difference across the We'll see you then. We know you care. Now it's time. Time to change the face of justice. Did you know that minority and youth participation in juries is extremely low to non-existent? The incidence of youth and minority offenders faced with trials have exploded. Youth and minorities are not being represented as they should be. We must represent for people to get fair trials. If you acquire a state ID or driver's license, it allows you to register to vote. And it allows you to become eligible for jury service. If you're 18, a U.S. citizen with a state ID or driver's license, and registered to vote, you're eligible to be called for jury duty. If called and selected, make it your duty to serve. We can't get justice without you. Change. 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 Change the face of justice. Check your local county or state jury service website for further details. And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen of America. This is AJC Radio, where we bring the message of justice all around the world. And tonight is no exception as we uncover the corruption of the HOA. And I'll tell you what, I've learned a few things in the last couple of days, uh, not only from uh, Mr. Ward Lucas and, and Bob uh, uh, Roby, but also from Pastor Banks and the abuse and the harassment and the unprecedented actions and things that have been taken against her and uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to get into all of that conversation here momentarily as we await our first guest. Uh, but also, uh, there was a quick current news. Well, I don't know if we have all the information on that story as of yet. We may get back to that here later in the show. Uh, but I, ask, I put a question to you, William. As you look at the American dream as, as it is supposed to be, how disheartening is it that for 12 years, not an isolated incident, for 12 years, constant bothering, harassing this pastor. How disheartening is that, that we as a country would allow this type of actions of anything with that, any organization with that type of power or influence to do to what they've done to not only Pastor Banks, but people all over the country. 
Right. How do we let that go? Well, it, it to me, it's it's. I mean, it's very concerning and disheartening from the standpoint that, you know, you buy a home, you're there to settle in, you're you're there to call it home, and that when you're when it's all said and done at the end of the day, you want to be able to come home, relax, put your feet up, and enjoy your family, enjoy some good food, and enjoy your surroundings. But I mean, the bottom line is you can't even do that when you're being harassed by about. You know, from the color of your fence to the color of the rocks to the color of the house to what you put on your deck to I mean, I mean, these things are things that shouldn't shouldn't bother anyone, but they're they're they have been used time and time again and questioned time and time again concerning Pastor Banks and 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 the home that she lives in. I mean, the home is a beautiful home. Uh, it's the most beautiful home in that neighborhood. And so you're not talking about an eyesore. You're talking about something that everybody – that really, when you look at it, that is the house that really stands out because well, of the yard and everything. Well, so, uh, go, go ahead, ahead, William. I'm sorry. No, but, but, but so what you're, what you're really saying is so when you've achieved, you can't move into a nice neighborhood because they're not going – they don't want you there because of the color of your skin. I mean that's really what it boils down to. They don't want you in their neighborhood. You don't belong in their neighborhood according to their standards. And so they use the HOA to, to bulldog and bully uh, and harass and try to force you to leave or try to fine you or try to well, you know, levy some actions against well, you. Well, we're going to go to Cliff on this one, and Dennis, I'll come back to you here in a moment. Uh, Dennis, I mean, uh, Cliff, explain to the listeners the outrageous thing that was just levied uh, against uh, Pastor Banks in this judgment uh, that was brought against her. Yeah, in this uh, situation with the Homeowners Association, uh, I mean, it's totally ridiculous. You know, at the changing of the seasons, income spring, uh, summertime, you know, everybody wants to decorate their patio, put out their lawn furniture, uh, you know, maybe put up some flowers, some uh, decorative uh, lamps on your deck to say, hey, you know, spring is here, summer's coming, it's time for barbecue and kids playing catch in the backyard. Well, uh, Pastor Banks puts up uh, some lamps in the shape of palm trees. Now, she had lamps in the shape of palm trees for the whole time she's been there, since 2001, I believe, is when she moved in. The association comes back with these just crazy allegations. Oh, the, these, uh, these lamps, they're too bright. Uh, say, okay, what's the statute for the brightness of lamps? Did you guys check the... Well, you know they're 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 too bright based on the city ordinance. Well, what's the city ordinance? Did you did you you know measure the lumens uh, to say that they're too bright? Okay, well that's not what's really going on. It's glaring in somebody's uh, in somebody else's window. Well, that's not what's going on because nobody's window is uh, is adjacent to to the deck. And you got to understand. I mean, these are these are like little rice bead LED lights. Right. So these lights are the size of a, a grain of rice on a uh, on a on a lamp and then they come back well all these all these different reasons well it doesn't look like uh you know the southwest that that's too that's too tropical for the state of colorado all these insane reasons all this stuff uh ends up going to court uh the the judge ends up you know um what do they call it you know society yeah, well, citing and and basically, you know, saying okay, giving a judgment to the association for their attorney fees. I mean, I mean, it's so 
uh, insane that you say you take somebody to court for a lamp that they put on their deck and then say, okay, we want you to pay their attorney's fees. The attorney's fees are awarded to the other party, to the HOA, and you're talking about over $10,000 in attorney's fees. How do you levy that on a on a resident for, okay, you have a lamp that not is an issue with any of the neighbors or anything like that, but you have a lamp that the HOA doesn't like. So they're going to come tell you, take your lamp off your deck. If you don't, we're taking you to court for it. And then you have a judge who uh, is obviously biased. It's like, you, you want me to pay their attorney's fees for something that's frivolous as a lamp in the shape of a palm tree. So you have this, these type of uh, issues that come in that you say, okay, why is this stuff going on? Well, here's the difference, Cliff. And the, the bottom line is, I w- you know, we've seen the lights. Uh, the religious position of this is that Pastor Banks has a right to, as a portion of property, to demonstrate her religious expression without fear of that religious expression being attacked. Now, if you want to go to religious right, Pastor Banks is very scripture-oriented, and it's very clear, uh, and you don't have to be a scholar in in seminary school to know uh, that uh, the scripture that bears out that we are the light of the world, and we are a city that is set up on a hill that shines that cannot be hid. Now, Pastor Banks, if she chooses to, she chooses to, not set it in the yard, but in her privacy. You don't know whether Pastor Banks is doing devotion out there, what she's doing. It's whatever she does is up to her. This is her expression that hinders or hurts no one. And you can't get a nightlight softer than the lights that they are alleging is an issue. It's just blatant lies. And at the end of the day, now you're attacking her religious expression and her right as a person and her decorum. How can you come into a person's home? Every person has a different taste. How can you bring that and put that in a box and say, well, you, we don't want you to express who you are. And I'll tell you what, I don't know of a person who could drive by that property and not be taken in awe of how beautiful that place is. That's the truth. And I'll tell you what, they say people move in the neighborhoods and the, the value of a neighborhood goes down because of this. I can tell you right now, that corner house has raised the value of that area. Exactly. That's, That's the, the level of upkeep. That's the level of professionalism. That's the level of the personal touch that every American, black or white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever you are, Middle Eastern, you have a right to live out your life in peace. And again, to pay over $10,000 in a judgment for the, for the attorney of the opposing party is unprecedented. I've never heard of that. I've no, never heard of it's, that. It's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, really, what, you, what you're saying, and to go back to a point that Cliff said. Now, Cliff, correct me if I'm wrong, but they said that the, the, tropical, the tropical trees – uh, these these lights did not fit in Colorado. Is that what they were saying, or didn't fit the decorum? Right, <laughs> they didn't fit the uh, southwestern, uh, you know, basically uh, foliage decorum. Wow, wow. So I guess that, you know, but you know, but to go back to what you said, Mont, it's it's yep. that person's, it's her right 
to express how she feels. And if she enjoys the, the trees, she has every right to enjoy her trees on her property, on her porch. And they're on her deck. And if, you, yeah. if you've seen the area, it's back under. It's no exposure, really, to the other people. It's, it's just unbelievable what people will do when they, again, are motivated by hate and racism. And I believe it's a violation of Pastor Banks' religious right of expression as well of, as her uh, human civil rights yes. as an African-American woman yes, uh, and a senior in this country that has contributed to her community in, in so many ways you can't even count them. And to attack her is just, it's, un, it's unbelievable. And we're going to, again, continue to talk about this. Um, and uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, and we're waiting, getting ready to bring on Mr. Lucas, who's going to be joining us in here, joining us here momentarily. Uh, and we're going to bring him in here shortly. But uh, going back to an email uh, that was actually sent, um, this, is, this is unbelievable. There's a lot of swearing and things involved, uh, which we won't repeat that. But someone that, that was just driving by, and I'll read a little bit of the email. It says, good afternoon. You hope your Monday is going well. I seem to have caught the Monday cold. You know, Sunday evening, you start feeling uh, sick, etc. Anyway, while on inspection the other day, I, um, I can't, it's not clear. I noticed that our friends, Mrs. Banks, uh, installed a storm door on the front entrance. And she has in the email, please, has about probably 10 E's, like, please tell me they have an approval somewhere in the file. And this is definitely not urgent. Uh, so let me know whenever you get a chance uh, or the courage to venture into what is now probably a monstrosity of a file. Uh, basically talking about this, this huge file on Pastor Bay. I'm sure there's other things, but what are you doing driving by inspecting somebody's wow. house in the middle of the day? And she uses profanity, and she says here, this issue will be pursued uh, by the mob squad, exclamation point. Wow. Uh, and the, she answers, she said, yeah, for you, but for me, it's, a, it's more like, oh, bleep, bleep. I mean, what, what, what is that? What is that? Racism. That's what it is. I'm, I have the privilege of being, uh, I've noticed this by, at Mrs. Banks' house. This is stalking. Yep, that is. And the thing is, there is in the in the guidelines, the covenants, uh, you know, whatever whatever you term as the governing documents, there is no requirement for your storm door. And, and for those of you who may not know the term storm, you're talking about a screen door. A screen door. <laughs> a screen door. That in the, in the summertime you have it as you know a piece of screen that the wind can come through if you want to you know open your door and have the breeze come in. In the winter. You change the storm door out, and you put in glass. So how are you, first off, close enough to know that wow. this storm door is, uh, is installed rather than, you know, just saying, you know, just, just a regular door is there? So you, you, you're in front of the house, like Mont said, stalking that a storm door is there. But there's a, there's a letter that was, that was given to, uh, to, to Pastor Banks as the homeowner. Cause she checked with like, Hey, you know, wh what type of storm door do I put on? I want to make sure I'm within the covenant. There's a letter supplied by the, uh, by the association that says the, the, uh, the storm door is at the owner's discretion. We don't have any, there's no rules about that. You can put whatever type of screen door wow. up that you want, but yet you have a member of the, of the, of the board driving around 
stalking the house saying, oh, okay, now she's got a screen door, a storm door up here. Tell me that there's some type of approval letter. Well, there is no requirement for an approval letter, but that type of nitpicking wow. and saying, okay, I everything that comes up, we are going to pick it just to uh, to 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 make the the this uh, this person's life just live in hell. Why? Just because we can, and obviously, it's a racial issue going exactly. on. No, without question. And I'll tell you what, folks. This is not some movie or, 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 or thing we're making up here. Uh, there's been proof that other people in the neighborhood have put rocks down, no exception, no infraction, nothing, that they've done this. And when Pastor Banks was told to comply with something, she has complied with it over and over again. Well, and then this is, listen to this. She has a, a list of colors or a example of colors. That she can paint her house Okay She picks a color Off of the list that is approved And they get mad with her And say look she's the only one That picked that color And they remove the color Where nobody else wow. Could ever paint their house That color that moves in that neighborhood But you're, what are you getting mad With, with, with uh, Pastor Banks for When it was part of what you said exactly. She could pick so she sticks with the, You understand the insanity of this type of nonsense. And we're, we're not going to sit back and let it go. No, but it, the bottom line is it's, it's not insanity. It's hatred. It's hatred. It, you, you know, I mean, because when you, you listen to that email, you listen to the underlying tone. The bottom line is I don't like you being here. I don't want you in my neighborhood. I didn't, the other houses could be on fire. That's not what she was up there for. She wanted to see that house. She Absolutely. wanted to see a change in that house, and then she wanted to write this little nasty email to somebody, you know, somebody that that was in charge, and say, "Hey, listen, okay, well, let's send the mob squad at them and uh, and have it done." Yeah, and you know, to that point that you're talking about the uh, you know the, the color of the house, Lamont. Yeah. You know, the attorney for the uh, for for the association in one of his letters. Uh, you know, he said, well, the the board had no choice in accepting this house color because it was an approved color. But now the board is trying to lessen the impact of this house on the community. Like all of a sudden, wow. all of a sudden, wow. because you, you pick an approved color. Uh, and because you dislike the color. And, and this is what the, this is what the, the HOA said. The house color itself is not similar to any other colors in the neighborhood, which causes this house to stand out and not flow as Compton played it with architectural landscape vision. So why is it on your list? Right, exactly. But the HOA had no choice in accepting this house color because it was an approved color. But now we're trying to lessen the impact of this house on the community. What are you talking about? Absolutely nothing. It, It makes absolutely no sense. This shows this is discrimination Period. discriminate why are you discriminating why are you saying okay this color is on the approved list but we don't want you to have we it. don't want why? you to have we it. don't yeah, want you it. to paint your truth. house this color and now we're trying to lessen the impact that you you whatever they want to call you uh, right <laughs> your impact on the community so basically it it lines under the uh, adage of well there goes the neighborhood oh absolutely and right now uh we're going to get into more of that discussion we're going to get ready to bring in uh, Mr. Ward Lucas, a very respected, longtime anchor and investigative reporter, 
uh, for Nine News. And uh, I talked to uh, uh, Mr. Lucas yesterday. We had a real, real good conversation and very rehearsed on some of the things that is that are, that really is going on uh, in the in the across the country, really. And uh, Mr. Lucas, thank you for joining us. Are you with us? I certainly am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. And uh, okay, Mr. Lucas, good. thank You're you. Good. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And and you we bet. appreciate uh, you taking. Let me set up a ground rule. I know it's your show, but I'm going to set up a ground rule. My okay. first name is not Mister. It's Ward. <laughs> All right, got you. Hey, I, I got called Mister by the judge when I was sentenced to a day in jail. <laughs> no, many, I got you. <laughs> okay, Ward. Uh, we appreciate that. Remember, I was talking to you yesterday. I said if I see your picture, I'm going to know exactly who you are. And right. I know exactly who you are. I've seen you over the years over Nine News, and uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate you joining us. And uh, uh, Ward, we talked yesterday about a lot of things across this country with HOA. I'm going to just give you the floor and educate some of our uh, listeners uh, of exactly what in the world has gone awry, awry, if you will, in the HOA, the corruption, all the things that are going on. Uh, I'm going to give you the floor to introduce yourself and, and talk to our people about some of the things we shared yesterday. Okay, well, first of all, um, I've been an investigative reporter for Nine News in Denver for 34 years. I retired in 2009. And uh, I got to see a lot of the fun sides of life and a lot of the low sides, the, the, the ugly things in life. But um, one of the ugliest things that I ever came across, I came across it personally and then became aware of it, was the amount of criminality in homeowners associations. And um, I'm talking really about a homeowners association that uh, movement that began in a rather interesting year in legal history and that was 1964 uh coincidentally a few months after the civil rights act what happened was the urban land institute and the nation's builders got together and said we've got this uh, civil rights act that uh, you know was just enacted what are we going to do to be able to continue keeping out blacks orientals jews uh, people with disabilities, people with disabled kids, and they created what essentially was a private government. That, that was the term used by author Evan McKenzie in, a, in his book, Privatopia. He was actually one of the first people to educate me as to what was going on. But homeowners associations historically were white bastions, uh, uh, bastions of uh, uh, Christian whiteness, I don't know what else to call it, but over the decades, the discrimination, the racism, the vandalism, the embezzlement got worse and worse and worse in an institution that basically is beyond the control of the U.S. Constitution. When you join a homeowners association, you are signing away your access to the Constitution. You don't necessarily have First Amendment rights. You don't necessarily have Second Amendment rights, Fourth, Fifth, uh, 13th, or 14th. You sign a private contract to become a member of a private, nonprofit, members-only association, like the traditional whites-only golf club. Right. And that movement has taken on some pretty ugly tones, uglier even than uh, what was going on in 1964. These, this organi- these uh, homeowners associations are out of control, running madly, wildly out of control, uh, with tremendous abuse. It, essentially, when you put together a group of people and you say, there are no laws controlling your private behavior, 
this group of people can turn ugly. Just like any caveman society, it can turn ugly. If you have somebody in the neighborhood you don't like personally, get yourself elected to the board. Find that person in violation of uh, the wrong paint color or a wrong shade of, of gray on a house, and you can control that person's life. You become so outrageous in your behavior that you force the homeowner to sue. Sue the homeowners association. That's what they want because they have an insurance policy that kicks in when the individual homeowner files a suit. That's fundamentally wrong. Absolutely. The whole institution is wrong. It, in fact, I, I was so angry in 2013, I wrote a book called Neighbors at War, which is available from Amazon, or I can send you a copy personally, or you can download it from, uh, uh, in an e, uh, e-book format. But it talks about some of the outrages going on in America's homeowners associations. And in the past three years, actually past four years, I've been running the uh, nightly blog, NeighborsAtWar.com, and I become newly outraged each night as I find some wild story going on someplace. It's not just racism. It's just abuse of your next-door neighbor. If you have that kind of power, what does Lord Acton say? Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. No truer words have ever been said. No, I agree with that, uh, Lord, and I'll tell you, you know, and I, as I said yesterday, and I say now, something has to be done where regulations, uh, you know, wherever you don't have regulation or oversight, you're going to have issues, when you, especially when you're dealing, and I think what's so tragic about this, uh, not only regarding Pastor Banks, but these uh, many victims across the country uh, that suffer at the hand of, of the HOA and the abuse that is there, and like you said, the embezzlement, all the things that uh, actually go on. Talking about people should be able to live in peace in their homes. Uh, you know. Well, I that's don't... what we that's what we tried to do 240 years ago by enacting uh, the bill of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. We really? tried to truly make a man's home his castle. If you move move into an HOA, you don't own your home. You may think you do. You don't own it. You are just leasing the space. Wow. Don't fool yourself into thinking that uh, you own your home in a homeowner's association. It just, it's not true. It's not a fact. And Dennis has a question for you, Ward. Yeah, Ward, uh, really appreciate you coming on this show. Uh, I guess I'm kind of, you know, is the HO, does an individual that moves into a community that has an HOA, are they are they required to join this HOA? Not only are they required to join, but if you get a simple majority in a neighborhood, and this has been uh, proven most recently in Houston, by a simple majority you can create covenants that never existed before on your real estate documents. Wow. Your deed is now changed to say 51% of the people voted to create a homeowners association Sorry about that, but you no longer have the right to paint your house the color you want or park on the street or have a guest stay overnight in your house. I mean, they are regulating very private human behavior in these HOAs, and 51% of your neighbors can cause it to happen against your will, against your rights, and against your real estate contract. Now, let me ask you a question, Ward, then... (laughs) 
That seems uncomprehendable that somebody has that power with me paying a mortgage every month out of my bank account. I have someone not even remotely connected to me giving me the do's and don'ts, and they don't put a dime into my mortgage payment every month? You got it. Not only that, you have to pay for the privilege of being in that homeowner's association. Even if they're discriminating against you, targeting you, harassing you, now we're going to reward you for that harassment and make you pay. It happens every single day. And yes, you're hearing it right. Wow. That seems unreal to me. And I, I know it's real, Ward, because you're telling me. But, uh, you know, in the case where we said with, with Pastor Banks, they have to pay over $10,000 in a judgment against her for the Homeowners Association's uh, Cliff attorney. Is that correct? Attorney Chief. Yes. Yeah, it happens all the time. In fact, the, uh, <laughs> I have some wild examples in my book of um, situations where attorneys who are getting rich off these HOAs are driving around the neighborhoods looking for violations, and the lawyers, the HOA lawyers themselves, are sending out notices of infractions. That's unbelievable. They don't have anything better to do. No, they're getting rich. This is an yeah. incredible this, profit this, this for... Is, uh, becoming a, um, uh, uh, be, this, this is racketeering. I mean, this is what the mob does when they let's, say... Okay, let's talk about that racketeering while you're on it for a moment. Mm-hmm. An impressive federal investigation was done in Las Vegas. I don't know if you've talked about this on your show. I haven't, I'm not able to, to uh, hear your show with much regularity. But the FBI staged a series of raids up and down the valley in Las Vegas. They targeted originally 100 homeowners associations. They settled on just prosecuting, I think, about a dozen. The first raids, I believe, were in 2008. It wasn't until this year that they concluded the case with the uh, conviction of the final of 43 different lawyers, management company people, uh, some very well political, uh, well-known political names, convicted them of racketeering for creating phony board members, uh, getting those phony board members elected on uh, various uh, homeowners associations in the Valley, and then funneling insurance defect mitigation uh, work through an attorney who then distributed the money to the other 42 people in the scam. Several of these folks are still in prison. Forty-three convictions. And the country has never heard about this unless they happen to have picked up a copy of the Las Vegas Journal Review, which is the only paper that did any regular coverage of of this this mob investigation. And, I mean, you're talking organized crime, traditional organized crime. Investigative reporters for the Las Vegas Review Journal even tracked down some connections to a Mexican drug cartel where money was being laundered by these 43 criminals. Now, this kind of thing is going on all across the country in every city in America. The FBI did this investigation as what they call a a show investigation. It's like the the sting operation they did in Washington, D.C. many, many years ago. They did, did this fencing sting put federal money into it, got all of these convictions of burglars and fences and robbers to show police departments across the country what they can do in their own cities. And ever since, 
Police departments have traditionally been doing sting operations. Now what the FBI is trying to do is say, look at these homeowners associations. We're going to do this huge federal investigation, get people thrown into jail for embezzling and, and defrauding homeowners. And not a single police department in the country has followed suit and launched its own sting investigation of homeowners associations. The amount of embezzling runs into the tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in HOAs across the country. There are convictions here and there once in a while, but there should be convictions in every single city that has HOAs. It's going on. It's a common crime. Organizations that represent these HOA attorneys, like uh, uh, Community Associations Institute, they say this kind of thing is rare. Nobody really embezzles much. Well, it's not rare. It's happening all over the country. If you give even a soccer mom access to the, the soccer team's twenty or $30,000 bank account, you're going to find a few dollars missing. You're going to find some money spent on trips or, or expensive restaurant meals, you know, uh, board meetings where the, the board members are then charged in their HOA dues for the champagne that's shared around the table. You find how do we hold, uh, brothers-in-law how do we... who are uh, giving, being given contracts to mow the grass uh, in the common areas, and $100, $200 is kicked back to his friend or his brother-in-law on the HOA board. That goes on everywhere. The corruption is endemic, and nobody is looking because nobody is investigating. Nobody is supervising. There are no regulations. So, so what are the next steps here? I mean, you, I mean we're seeing this. At a national national level, I mean, and the, the corruption that you're talking about is, is mind-blowing. But I know in the case with, with uh, Pastor Banks and the harassment that she's seen, I mean, this stuff is borderline almost like a hate crime because the motivation behind it. Okay, so, so, so now with, with the racism that we're seeing in our country, the, the, the you know, this hate that's out there, what can we do? What do we as, as – citizens now what do we need to do what do we need to be aware of what are our next steps well first of all your home is supposed to be your castle you've got to create some kind of it's got to happen on the national scene you can't just do it state by state although you know a few states are stepping in with some minor changes but you've got to create first amendment second amendment fourth fifth thirteenth and fourteenth amendment rights for people in homeowners associations, meaning you've got to do away with these restrictive covenants, these uh, um, CCNRs that control your behavior and ruin your ability to, to have your home as your castle. You know, you, are, you essentially are just a renter in a neighborhood because so of the contract you signed or because well, of the contract that was imposed on you when 51% of the people voted to, to create an HOA. One question I had: How does it does it change or differ once, say say you you went the whole thirty years and you've paid off your work? Now you have the properties deeded in your name. Now you you know have traditional it's, ownership. It's it's does not it deeded in your name. You okay. may have paid off a hundred percent of your mortgage, but you still have an obligation, contractual obligation, to share some of your bank and some of your uh, bank account or your savings with your HOA. That's, that's mine. That doesn't sound legal. And at see, all. the thing is, they get you. You, you, you signed an agreement saying it was legal. That is a contract. A contract 
the ability to contract is built right into the Bill of Rights. You have the right to contract. Now, admittedly, you don't have the right to contract an assassin. Well, that's a little too far over the line. <laughs> but if you're contracting to obey all of these regulations that are created, uh, with or without your knowledge, that private contract is supported by the Constitution. The sad thing is that the rest of the Bill of Rights and the right to due process, you think you still have access to. No, you contracted away your right to due process. How is that legal? And, it's done all the time. And also the the uh, HOA, they also will make amendments and addendums. They the will yes. they, they change the 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 uh, covenants on these on these uh, on these you know the uh, documents these governing documents. They can like in this uh, situation with Pastor Banks. There's uh, paperwork that says, uh, you know, this happened. She ended up doing this. It wasn't part of the covenants. We'll make sure to amend the the covenants so no one else is is able to do this. How do you just take it upon yourself to say, well, we're just going to amend this so uh, now you're out of compliance because we've amended it. And if you don't fight us to say that I I did this action before the amendment, we can get away with uh, basically twisting you. To, to the will of the of the uh, HOA board, it is it is totally totally ridiculous. But like you say, Ward, they do it and get away with it all the time. One of the things uh, that we have to do is to take away from the homeowners association the right to foreclose. Right. You know, yeah, go ahead absolutely. and lean a homeowner for uh, the amount of the fine that she didn't pay or uh, the dues that were not paid but take away the right to foreclose on the house. There's wow. amazing that, profit in wow. foreclosing on somebody's house if, with a right. paid-off mortgage. In fact, one of the very worst things that you can do as a resident of an HOA is pay off your mortgage. Right, because then they take your home and they have... Or they take your home anyway, yeah. but the board members know exactly how much money you have in your mortgage because that, that amount is public record. And if you pay off your mortgage, you're a huge... Target. Right. They just come after you say, well, we can just take the house. We don't owe the bank anything. We can foreclose. And, and states like Colorado, basically the HOA has first rights and immediate rights of foreclosure. It's not like, okay, somebody put a lien on your house and then when you decide to sell it, then you have to pay that debtor before, you know, you can get your money. No, the HOA can say, we can force your home into foreclosure, force the bank to put you out. And come and take your house. I mean, the, auction the, it I, off a few. Auction it off a few months later. You you pick up a half million dollar house for four thousand, six thousand, ten thousand dollars. You don't have to pay back the mortgage. You've made a fortune. And if you're a board member who has a brother-in-law down the street that you can tip off as to when the property auction is, he walks in and grabs that house for a few thousand dollars and maybe kicks back half the money to the board member. Exactly right. Yeah, that, all the that, time. Is, okay. that is recall. You know, you, you, you're talking a lot about uh, racial problems and racial restrictions, and you're absolutely right about everything that I've heard you say. But going beyond that to the inanity, the stupidity of some of the things that are done, an HOA in Chicago wanted to get rid of a, an elderly, elderly lady. I think she was about 76 years old. And so what they did was they the woman had a 
I don't know, poodle or schnauzer or something like that, they passed a rule that said all dogs have to be carried through the lobby. Well, this woman was on a walker. There's no way in the world she could uh, carry her dog across the, the lobby in addition to using a walker. I, I, I'm not sure how that turned out. I believe she went to the federal government and had some actions taken on, uh, because of her disability. So then they passed a rule that no dog can be over 26 pounds, and her dog was 27 pounds. So she lost her town home. Wow. It goes far beyond race. You're right about all the race stuff, but this is so outrageously out of control. You can't even invent stories as wild as the ones you read on my blog site every night or, or hear from your listeners every day. All right, Ward. Well, you got a few more moments, uh, minutes to spend with us this evening? Absolutely. You bet. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, coming back with Bob Roby. Uh, I believe he knows who you are. and He's, he's a very a good man. Absolutely. Had a good conversation with him. We're going to come back and finish this discussion, introduce uh, uh, Bob to our audience, and we're going to have some good dialogue with Ward and and Bob and uh, all of us here at uh, AJC Radio. I'll tell you what, folks, if if you're feeling a little nauseous, uh, that's absolutely normal given the condition of this country and the conversation we're having. It's one of those conversations that just make you feel just sick. Because the fact that it's going on just shouldn't be going on. Folks, join us. We're coming back. Uh, feel free to come in and, and dial into the conversation, 347-838-8976. That's 347-838-8976. We're coming back with Ward Lucas, and we're bringing Bob Roby on this conversation, HOA Corruption. And hearing from Ward tonight, I'll tell you what, it is beyond race. Wow. Though race is a key component, we're dealing with abuse at every level. We're going to get more into that discussion right after this. Do you know anyone who's been sent to prison who's innocent? The United States is experiencing record numbers of exonerations in cases where people were wrongfully convicted of crimes they did not commit. If you believe that no one should be sent to prison for crimes they didn't commit, there is something that you can do today. By remembering a just cause with a monthly, annual, or one-time donation, you can help in the fight against wrongful convictions. Call a just cause at 855 529-4252 or visit a-justcause.com and click the donate button. A just cause is a 501c3. Wrongful convictions are wrong. Let's be the voice of those who can't speak from behind the wall. You must have thrown a thousand pitches teaching him to hit a home run. Spent countless Saturdays running routes so he could learn to hit an open receiver. Endless afternoons teaching him how to hit the three-pointer. But how much time have you spent teaching him what not to hit? Teaching boys that all violence against women is wrong is one of the most important things a man can do. Learn how to start the conversation at teachearly.org. Brought to you by Futures Without Violence and the Ad Council. Go home. Oh, come on, Carrie. You're going to a new place. Don't be okay. She wants to go home, right? Go. Yeah, hold it. Whoa. You okay to drive? Sorry. You sure? Relax. What's a few beers? If you don't stop your friend from drinking and driving, you're as good as dead. 
Drinking and driving can kill a friendship. I can solve difficult problems for a Fortune 500 company. I can run a successful business. I can manage your home improvements. I can publicize your message. I can motivate your audience. I can put my military experience to work for your company. I can teach your children. I can boost your bottom line. I can add value to your workplace. I could be a loyal and productive employee. But I can't put my skills to work for your organization if I'm not given the opportunity. If you don't recognize my talent and ability. If you don't hire me. If you don't have an open mind and a workplace that's open to everyone. If you don't realize that America works best when everybody works. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? You can remember that it works. It's what people can do. It's what people can do that matters. Nearly 50 million Americans have disabilities. Capitalize on their talents with employment practices that benefit everyone. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.com. And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen of America. This is AJC Radio, where we bring the message of justice all around the world. And tonight we've been honored to have, uh, and I gotta, I've been corrected and rules have been changed. Uh, we have Ward joining us, Ward Lucas, and uh, he's been given some true insight into the corruption of the HOA. I'm sitting here completely stunned that such an entity, if you will, is legal in America. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's not about uh, fulfilling the American dream or enjoying your twilight years or whatever years you may be in in your life and just enjoying life, your home, your, as as Cliff alluded to, the the summer barbecues are all in question now as the HOA has basically demanded a piece of that barbecue off the grill and they're not entitled to it uh, based upon this type of conduct. And I'll tell you right now, folks. Uh, this is unbelievable. Feel free to dial into the conversation, 347-838-8976, 347-838-8976. And Ward, you back with us? Yes, I am. Okay, and uh, thank you so much. I think you've really, uh, uh, man, left, left. you know, it's, it's very seldom we are left speechless, yet we're, we're uh, uh, ordered, if you will, or uh, uh in, entitled or, or compelled, if you will, that's the word I'm looking for, to speak. But the thing that you've shared with us tonight is unbelievable. And like you say, people don't, I don't think people know the abuse of this HOA uh, and, and, the, and, 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 and the operations in which they do their things are so corrupt. But here's what's well, here's the, the question. What's, what's even worse is the number of people that now – live in homeowners associations. There's something like uh, 68 million people. are you know, One out of every four people or five people are living in a mandatory HOA. In some places like, oh, Scottsdale, Phoenix, uh, there's some other areas that maybe even Bob Roby can tell you about, um, where you can't find a home within 40 or 50 miles of the city center that is not an HOA. That means... If you get a job in town, you've got to drive two or three hours to get home at night to get so, get outside of the area where you have to live in an HOA. Wow. 
So it's not just one in every four or five people. In some areas, it's 100% of the people in the city are required to live in these restrictive covenant communities. Yes, that is completely sickening. And and when you think about, you know, things that you uh, brought to light earlier, Ward, that, um, you know, it's just a a money racketeering uh, just scheme by these homeowners associations, by the people they know, the companies that they they know that are in business, uh, even, even up to elected officials, you know, then how does the average American, um, you know, just just get to the point where if you're in a HOA, I guess, where do we go to get legislature that says, look, a HOA, first off, does not have the right to foreclose, because I don't know how that ever got on the books. One person who has who should have the right to foreclose is the person that you own that or that you owe that loan to and you haven't been been paying at your bank. But right. but now you give the HOA the same right as to the person that, uh, you know, that you owe the money to. And like you said, you know, you're just basically leasing that property. So it, uh, it's, it's up to their discretion to take it. But, um, you know, these are, these are some very troubling facts that you've, uh, that you've brought to light tonight. Oh, absolutely. And um, uh, we're going to get ready to bring Bob in. Uh, gentlemen, I had the conversation with uh, yesterday and today. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, or maybe today, I'm sorry. It's, it's, uh, it's Tuesday today, I believe. So, we had an opportunity, me and Bob, this morning, uh, had some conversation, and he's going to really give some insight into uh, the corruption as well. Uh, these are things that, uh, Dennis, we are seeing and hearing, not, not only tonight, we're hearing a lot of things that are going on. Let's bring Bob Rowe in right now. Bob, you there? I am here. Thank you, Bob, so Hello, much. I am here. And uh, we have... Uh, yes, it's good to hear us? your voice again, Bob. This is Ward talking. Oh yes, nice to hear you, Ward. Good. You're my you're my you're my mentor. You know that. Um, I have so many mentors. Uh, Evan McKenzie, George Staropoli, uh Donnie Venetian, Bob Roby. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's it's good to have mentors in your life. Well, the good Great. part is both of you on this show uh, that I believe will give clear insight to our listeners. And uh, Bob, we talked today, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and. Tell the folks some of the things you shared with me today that uh, I'll tell you what left me scratching my head that to make sure, let me check the map and make sure I'm still in the United States of America where these types of actions and conduct go undealt with. And that's just unacceptable in this country. Uh, And we we were talking about, as I shared earlier, about Pastor Banks, the things she has suffered of one of many uh, whether you're African-American, whether you're Asian, whether you're Hispanic, whether you've got a disability, the HOA has an opportunity to just to really abuse people. Bob, introduce yourself to the folks, and I'll give you the floor to talk to us and our listeners. All righty. Well, I've come up with a new one after talking to so many people. And if you part your hair wrong, you are in violation of somebody's rule. And they don't like the way you part your hair. That's tough. You're going to leave the association. They will drive you out. It is it is insidious. It is a program that is instituted logically by people who have the power of the law. The Community Association Institute, their lawyers are sitting there just drooling, as Ward said, just waiting 
for you to fight your association. And that's what they want you to do. You fight them, you will lose. Now, has anybody won? There's a Colonel Arfoot who won the Medal of Honor. He put it, you know, he was an American. He, he got his Medal of Honor in World War II. In Korea, he was on the staff of General MacArthur. And you can imagine his patriotism. And he put up a flag in his HOA, and he was told to take it down. Wow. Congress passed the law that said you can't not force a person not to fly the American flag. In Nevada, we passed a law that says you can also pass, or you can also fly the Nevada flag. It takes that kind of effort to get a change. You have to get into the legislators, and even that doesn't work because you have these massive management companies. This one residential, first residential, first residential, is a management company that has. Its home base is Canada, its United States base is Florida, and it is in Mexico and in, and in England. And they are professionals at driving homeowners nuts. And they had love sending people to court. Well, tell, Let me tell, give you an example. Go ahead. No, please, go ahead. Uh, this young man, he, he, he made a mistake. He bought into an HOA with five children. They didn't like him. And they said that he couldn't leave the toys out in his front yard. So he didn't. Then they went up on his porch, looked behind the hedge, and found a roller skate. They find him. They find him. And they find him. And he already with five children. Good luck. They drove him nuts. We have cases of people in the military who are overseas, who are trying their best to defend this nation. They happen to be stupid enough to buy into an HOA. Their wife is home, and she's inundated with these stupid fines because the car hasn't been washed. Well, okay, it isn't being driven either, is it? You know... It, it just gets stupider and stupider. And Ward's book is fantastic, Neighbors Without War. Everybody should read that. The one part that got me was his wife, while he was building his dream home, came down with Lou Gehrig's disease. He asked for a way to build... Actually, it was multiple sclerosis, but uh, pretty close. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and he asked, could you please allow me to build ramps? They said, we don't have gimps living here. And the word gimps means cripples. And that, that is shocking. And they would not allow him to modify his house for his wife. Actually, it was even uglier. I, I asked for just a single ramp uh, going up to the front door. And the phrase that he actually used is uh, people sort of lose their appetite around gimps. <laughs> and this man, believe it or not, this man was one of the designers of the Mars lander. He worked uh-huh. at Lockheed Martin and uh, heading up this uh, uh, this major project 15, 20 years ago. And, and even if, I mean, if, if this person had been, you know, just a, a quote-unquote 
regular Joe on the street, how do you, as a human being, say that to somebody, especially a fellow American? It, you you call somebody a gimp and then have the audacity to stand in their face and tell them that, you know, people don't have that much tolerance for, for a gimp. How do you do that to a person? Well, that's got to be a violation of federal law to discriminate uh, against people with disabilities. Well, uh, it is, but the bottom line is that somebody has to file a lawsuit. Absolutely. And if you file a lawsuit, that means hiring a lawyer. And you're also hiring the HOA's lawyers because it's their insurance policy that kicks in. They want to be outrageous. And they want their money, and they will get it from you. Absolutely. And that's why, I mean, look, I'm at the the seat looking for solutions. Uh, And if Congress went as far as to say, when the HOA tried to say that the the colonel could not have his flag, on his house, so in his situation, and they said you cannot do that. If that happened once, it should be able to happen again. If we get people that to stand correct. up, cry out against this type of a, this is so outrageous. It's un-American. This is unbelievable, and to to make this, these are the things that we say. America does not stand for. We don't stand for making fun of the disabled. But we can have an entity as HOA discriminate against those with disability and to be as insensitive to say we don't like gimps or we lose our appetite. Who in the world do you think you are? Something has to be done and a cry has to be made in huge numbers to our legislative uh, folks there on Capitol Hill and in our state legislation, but as as we found that many of our state legislators are bought and paid for. Well, maybe- what what's the most prominent profession among leg- legislators in 50, all fifty states? Lawyers. They're lawyers. They work for law firms. The vast majority of law firms involved in any kind of homeowner work in the country belong to an organization called CAI, Community Associations Institute. It all goes down to the old phrase, follow the money. That's where the problem is, follow the money. Let me ask you two a question, Ward and Bob. Look, this is, this is hard to swallow. This is hard to swallow. How do we, as a nation cry out and demand change. What do we do? Because, look, I'll tell you right now, as I said a moment ago, if the colonel's position was taken into account and Congress got involved, what type of outcry needs to be made against this abuse like people like Pastor Banks? This, you know, the problem this, is you're dealing with people. a hydra. The hydra is a mythological creature with the nine heads, and every time you cut off a head, two new ones appear. If you pass a law saying, yes, Colonel Barfoot can have his flag, then you've got to pass a law saying, yes, a veteran must be allowed to have a a veteran's bumper sticker. There are HOAs across the country that are fining homeowners because they have a bumper sticker, patriotic bumper sticker. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is something that is so out of control, Ward and Bob, until... This is so blatant, you would think it wouldn't be that difficult to cut the entire head 
whatever you – I mean, I'm a gamer. I know about heads coming back and leaving, uh, so I'm familiar with that terminology. How do we cut it from the, from the, from the floor up where it can't come well, back? Well, we in Nevada, and we had that big mess that Ward talked about, and we testify before our legislature, and we get crumbs, absolute crumbs. I happened to mention the Magna Carta when I was testifying one time, and a commissioner of the Common Interest Commission made a joke of it and said, can you imagine mentioning the Magna Carta? That's where we have the problem. That's where the our Magna Constitution Carta. began. Sure. I see, we're corporations. We are, you bought into a corporation who did not buy into a homeowners association. You brought into a corporation. And now you're dealing with corporate law. That's unbelievable. The TV station where I worked for many years was a corporation. They could tell us we were not allowed to discuss religion with our friends in the in the newsroom. We were not allowed to discuss politics. In other words, our First Amendment rights didn't exist inside that, that corporation. If they told us we weren't allowed to carry a gun in the glove compartment of our private car, uh, that was the law. No Second Amendment rights when you're inside of a corporation. So, Bob, you're absolutely right. The, the corporate structure of these HOAs is, is fundamentally flawed, fundamentally corrupt. There's definitely some issues there that uh, have And it to may be take a- more than an act of Congress. We may, it may take uh, Supreme Court action in one way or another to try to rein in some of these abuses. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get in on the conversation, please dial in to 347-838-8976. That is 347-838-8976. And this discussion is critically important that we have this discussion. Uh, You're talking about major. uh, I don't even know where to start when you talk about the violations of rights of people. In America, in this United States of America, and I'll tell you what, you cannot have power over the lives of individuals on that level uh, and not be regulated and not be with with an oversight, some type of oversight, uh, independent oversight outside of community members that can look at it objectively and say, this is wrong. This is something that needs to be dealt with. We got a caller uh, calling in, Cliff. Who is it? Yes, we have uh, Pastor Banks, who uh, the HOA here in uh, Colorado Springs. This is a case that we're dealing with and what we've been talking about here on the show tonight. And, uh, Pastor, you are live. Yes, I think I heard the two guys say that's on your show right now uh, that that you buy into the association? How do you buy into the association and not be aware that you are buying into it? And how do you buy out of it? I heard somebody say you have to buy out of it. How how, how do you do that? So, so go ahead, Jim. That's what they want. Wow. So, but, but but I'm trying to see. I'm trying to say. Okay, how did you first enter into the association? Did you? I, I mean, you actually bought into it. In yes. in my situation, I've been involved in. I've had property in three different homeowners associations. Not a single time did I realize that there were 
covenants, controls, and restrictions that went along with uh, purchasing that property. At closing, right. I just had an inch of documents showed at me, and I said, what's this? Well, these are CCNRs. What does that mean? That means you just had to get permission for building uh, an extra room onto your house. In other words, in the closing, I was not allowed to read the 125 or 150 pages of covenants and restrictions. I didn't learn about them until later. And that's, that's true with a lot of homeowners who buy into these HOAs. They don't know what they're getting into. And so how do you buy out of it? Very uh, complex. You either sell your house. First of all, uh, remind me in a moment or remind Bob to talk about property values, whether or not HOAs uh, protect your property values. But (laughs) you can sell your house and get out. You can get a super majority of people. Sometimes it's maybe uh, 67.5% of the neighbors. Sometimes it's 90 or 95% of the neighbors to sign a document saying they want to disband the HOA. That actually has happened here in Colorado in a very small HOA, which I'm familiar with. There were 12 property owners, and one of them, 12 of my books, and forced each of his neighbors to uh, disband the HOA. They went out and voted unanimously to do so. He called me a few weeks ago, and he said the most amazing thing, you suddenly hear kids' voices, happy voices. Neighbors are talking to each other over the fence. This is a little community of just 12 people down towards Castle Rock. People are talking to each other. People are inviting each other each other over for dinner. We've never had that in the past 10 or 15 years. Oh, I see. Well, oh, property values, Bob. Bob? Yeah. And on property values, they talk about it. Well, in Nevada, we've had a, a Dr. Solomon who's put up signs to say, living in an HOA is bad for your health. And there are many, many people who advertise in the newspaper that their house is for sale, and it says, not HOA, not HOA, not HOA. So being in a non-HOA property is is a, is a, self, a self sales point. And being in an HOA is turning into, oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, that's something that's unbelievable. You know, very interesting quote from Mark Twain was um, never do battle with someone who buys his ink by the barrel, meaning newspapers. And that's kind of what we're seeing over the past few years. You, Lamont, you, Bob, you are the ink. On-air ink that is coming out and making its way out to the public. More and more people are becoming aware. As they become aware, property values in these HOAs are plummeting. They're not going up, they're plummeting. I've got a good friend in Overland Park, Kansas, who has put easily a quarter of a million dollars into a little one- or two-bedroom townhome that she owns. And after years and years of, of battle, her neighborhood has turned into a war zone. She probably couldn't sell her townhome for $20,000 right now because the reputation of this neighborhood has gotten around. You've got more and more renters. You've got more and more gang graffiti. You've got more and more assault, more and more lawsuits. What's that property really worth? And did the HOA protect it? Pastor Banks, did you have a, and we're going to get into that, did you have another question for the gentleman or any comment to add? No, 
No, I just I was curious about that and, and they answered it. Thank you. Oh, thank you for calling. And uh, I'll tell you what, that type of deception, Ward, that you mentioned, uh, you know, you, they slide you a piece of paper and say, oh, that's just for this or that. There has to be some type, I would think, of laws that are against that type of really uh, a fraud or misrepresentation or, again, as, as, as Bob, you alluded to, then you have to go get an attorney and you have to pay court costs. And maybe that's why people are, are shying away and simply say, just sell my house. But that's what they want. Exactly. And if you do that, that's not good either. Because you've given them power now to continue. But how do you force a person out of their home where they are forced to sell because of abuse? Something regulation-wise, oversight-wise, a revamping needs to be done in this country Based upon the fact, and if you, you know, to me, it violates complete, and this is against, I'm not totally rehearsing the law, but when you talk about the Fair Housing Act, when you, if anything is involved with housing or rights or civil rights or discrimination or harassment, we have laws for these things in this country. You also got statutes of limitation, too, on various kinds of actions. You may not learn how horrendous your HOA is for 15 or 20 years. At that point, you can't file a suit. You can't get even. You you might win a judgment, but the judgment, even if you win a major victory, is not even going to cover your attorney's expenses. Absolutely. It's a lose-lose situation. And I think think in in, 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 in lieu of that, uh, like you said, the – there should be a – it should be once knowledge is is brought to your knowledge – that there's corruption going on, or you've been missed, you've been, you know, not taken care of. There are statutes that speak that language that you have to know first. So if you were sitting there for five years, you're talking you about criminal law there. And I'm thinking criminal. Law. I'm thinking how do we how do we bring that into the civil? Like you said, that's a very unfair situation. I think we have another call for you, gentlemen. Cliff. Yes, we have uh, Christine in Las Vegas uh, has a comment. Uh, go ahead, Christine. You're live. Yes, uh, this is Christine calling from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I do appreciate Bob Roby and Ward coming in and talking, but um, we need to get a little time for some callers to come in, too, so you guys can respond to us. But my situation has been happening since the past two years. I have been referred to as the N-word. I've had verbal insults, threats of fines. This all originated because the president of the HOA, called me an ignorant black bitch, um, and then told me my lights was not illumined enough and not enough plants was in my landscape. So then I got a series of fines, um, notices saying that you were going to be fined. So I went to what we call here Nevada Real Estate Division in red, and I filed a complaint. And I said that these are harassment. So the guy continues to harass me. He called my home number. He called my cell phone number. And about two months ago, he called my 73-year-old mother and was harassing her with telephone calls, all because he got my client folder when he was the president of the HOA. Now, I subsequently went ahead and I ran for the HOA, and because my name is not a black name, I was elected to board. So 
then I was elected and I chose to be treasurer because I wanted to find out where the funds were going. This is when I stepped into a hornet's nest. Corruption was everywhere. Okay? So I said, if I don't get the proper receipt, if I don't get the pop- proper receipt, I cannot sign this vendor's bill, which, by the way, I found out that the vendors were friends and family members of the community association, which is the, uh, you know, the management company for our HOA. Then they went ahead and they uh, sent me into what we call an ADR, which is an alternative to dispute resolution, and subsequently two cases were filed against me because they said I was not doing my fiduciary responsibility by signing off on the check, the corrupted check. So essentially, I was sent to court. I had to pay for the for the filing of the case against me because my due that I pay every month. And then I had to defend myself, so I had to pay again. <laughs> and wow. throughout, throughout all this, throughout all this, I found out that in the HOA contract, as well as our bylaws, it stated that. The president of the HOA and the CAM, the community association manager, had the opportunity to sign off on checks without my signature. So this was just a way for them to get me off of the board as treasurer, which as of March 31st, 2016, I was taken off of the board as treasurer. And I was left to go ahead and have slanderous and defamatory letters being mailed to my um, neighbors which I have lived in this association for nine years, and I've had no problem. The last two years have been hellacious. These defamatory letters to my neighbor were about three of them. It was unbelievable. And then the CAM, which is definitely uh, foreclosing on homes in our association, they foreclosed on a merchant marine's home. They foreclosed on a guy's home that had um, did two tours in Afghanistan. Then he came back home and he was killed in a motorcycle accident on the 215. They foreclosed on this, these people's homes because then the other thing that they're doing is is that they're assessing and fining people. And if you're not paying your fines or your HOA dues, then they are going to go ahead and they're going to foreclose. They've done something called collusion which they've got themselves the, a license to be able to sell. They've got them um, a connection with a foreclosure collections company. And then they've got themselves involved with an attorney that is so, talk about racketeering, um, so corrupted. So they've got the deadly three there. So with that combined, and also the legislature passed a law, and in there it's called a super priority lien, which gives the HOA the opportunity to go in and foreclose on your home. So essentially, for 90 days being passed due on your homeowners association due, your home can be foreclosed on as as small as uh, $200. Now, I have known of three homes that have been foreclosed on, anywhere between $3,200 and $6,000. And then they go ahead and they resell these homes, and they're, they're making a killing, just wow. like Ward said um, originally. So 
you know, the threats against me to sue me. Um, I went to the Nevada Real Estate Division. Uh, the commission told me that I could not speak during a public comment section because there was an active case. I filed six cases against the CAM, and still nothing has happened. So then you have the state who's in bed with the HOA because they they get four dollars and fifty cents a unit at home at a home. They get that. So if about ninety three percent of your homes are in HOA, think about the money that is going directly to Nevada Real Estate Division to their department. So I mean my question is how do we stop this predatory criminal behavior? Because it is criminal. Uh, Bob, Ward, can you answer that? Go for it, Bob. Well, I work with Chris, and I know her personally, and everything she said is absolutely correct. She has asked her association, as a board member and as a unit owner, she's entitled to all this information. They will not give her the information that she wants. They insult her. They they won't uh, tell her what the what the rules are. They make fun of her. Uh, it is a despicable example of what's going on. And unfortunately for Chris, the only advice I can get, you know can give her is go and get the hell out. Because you know, Bob, the you, Nevada Real Estate Division is not going to help her. Obviously, she asked asked for a document. They gave her the wrong document. I know it's the wrong document. They will not get the right document. They don't care. The Nevada Real Estate Division is in disarray. You know, we've touched several times on something that we haven't used a word for, and that is shaming. And that's what goes on in these situations uh, in which Christine is involved. The public shaming that happens, the slander, the letters that go out to your neighbors saying, the reason your dues are going up is because... Ward Lucas down the street filed a lawsuit against us, or mm-hmm. so-and-so is refusing to pay his HOA bills until we, uh, until we give him a copy of the covenants. And the, yep. the shaming is extremely effective. You're talking scarlet letter stuff. Um, and then beyond that, let me interrupt here. Sure. Besides that, worse is no one knows who's being fined by whom and for what. All of that is confidential. So no one can find out that Chris was being fined for that or Ward was fined for that. And that way they're isolated and alone. And they don't know that other people are in the same boat. That's unbelievable. There are HOAs across the country that have rules that you may not discuss any HOA business with your next-door neighbor. You may not have a private telephone conversation with a friend of yours and talk about something that's going on in the HOA. That's, and that's, that's, a, that's an sorry, offense that I mean. you can be fined for and have your home leaned and sold at auction, mm-hmm. talking to your neighbor. That, that's absolutely insane. I cannot even believe the conversation. Christian, thank you so much for your call. We're going to be in touch with you offline uh, and to talk further. And whatever we can do as an advocacy group, we will reach out and do. This is un. Unbelievable. We're going to give you an opportunity, gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break. Come back. Get your closing thoughts as we end this segment of the show. But I cannot tell you how valuable the information that you have related tonight. And I'll tell you what, 
I'm looking for some optimism of winning this fight, and we will continue to try to seek for justice for thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions of people, who are suffering at the hand of HOA. And when you hear this, who are you to tell me what I can say to someone on my telephone? Are you insane? <laughs> I, I'm not understanding this. I, I'm un- this is unbelievable to me. We're going to come right back, Bobby. We're gonna, and and uh, Ward, give your closing thoughts. We cannot, I cannot express how pleased we've been to have you folks on this show. And this is the beginning of war. Uh, we will fight this injustice the best we can as an advocacy group. And together, hopefully, uh, we can definitely institute some change. Ladies and gentlemen, this is AJC Radio dealing with HOA corruption at its highest level. We're coming right back here on AJC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, can I ask you a question? Did you know that there are over 2.4 million people behind bars in the United States? I'll ask you one more question. Were you aware that that is the highest number of people behind bars in the entire world? The United States makes up of only 5% of the world's population but we have over 25% of the world's prison population. America prides itself on being the most advanced and progressive nation on earth. However, sadly, we are also the world's most archaic. I'm gonna give you a personal invitation to get involved with the fight against mass incarceration. Take a few moments to call one 855-529-4252. That is a just cause. And we fight for justice. Again, call a just cause today. Don't delay. Call 1-855-529-4252. It is time, and I say high time, that we take America's incarceration seriously. Won't you join us? Call today. And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen of America. And I'll tell you, the seats here at AJC Radio have become a little uncomfortable tonight as we have dealt with some issues and inhumanity is what I call it a clear abuse of power at its highest level, and the corruption runs very deep, whether you're talking about lawyers, whether you're talking about judges, presidents of HOAs across the United States, I'll tell you what, the corruption is not short at all. It continues to flow. And with us tonight, who we've been honored to have is Ward Lucas and Bob, um, excuse me, Ward Lucas, and Bob Roby that have given some insight on this conversation. And uh, I'll tell you what, folks, this is just the beginning as we continue as AJC and AJS calls to fight and to stand against this type of inhumane treatment should not even be mentioned uh, in the United States of America. Uh, I'll tell you that that's a problem. Uh, So we're going to right now, Ward and Bob, I want to get your closing thoughts of can we give the American people any indication of optimism 
Oh, where are we at? How do we fight this fight? And and you're closing off. Definitely, ladies and gentlemen, before we get there, definitely get an opportunity to get uh, Ward Lucas's book, Neighbors at War. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, that's a that's a that's a read that you have to read. Some serious examples of corruption within the HOA. Uh, that's critically important. Definitely, I'm, he's going to give an opportunity to tell you how you can get that book. Uh, and actually, if you need to contact either of these gentlemen uh, for whatever reason, you'll have that opportunity. Ward, I'll start with you. Okay, well, first of all, my personal contact uh, email address is wardlucas at msn.com. Or you can uh, uh, link to my website, neighborsatwar.com, and I've got an email address there. You can buy my book either through Amazon or from me personally, and do it personally, and I'll uh, uh, reduce the price five bucks and send a postage free and even autograph it to whatever name you, you uh, give me. <laughs> On, I'll give you a whole, some hopeful thoughts in a moment. First of all, a caveat, a caution, and that is that tonight we sound like wackos. We sound like nutcases because these stories are so bizarre and so outside the frame of reference that most people have that we can come across as a little nutty. But I'm looking at an email that I got just yesterday from a truly nutty person talking about conspiracies and Kennedy's murder and how she's being held in jail in Texas and just really goofy stuff. Concentrate on the real stuff, not the wacky stuff. Educate yourself. We've got so many ways to do that now that we really didn't have 10, 15, 20 years ago. First of all, we've got radio shows like yours. We've got the Internet. We've got TV news. And more and more stories are appearing on TV news about HOA abuses. You've got newspapers. You've got email. You've got blog sites. Educate yourself. Get the publicity out there. That's the only way that we can even come close to winning this battle, but at least we have a way. All right, Ward. Uh, listen, thank you so much for that information. Ladies and gentlemen, get the book, Neighbors at War by Ward Lucas. And, uh, Ward, we appreciate you joining us tonight. I'm sure we'll, we'll definitely be in touch offline to see what we can do uh, as an advocacy to work to, to solve some of these issues. And uh, we appreciate that. I'm going to definitely be in touch with you about some of the things uh, we talked about on yesterday. And, Bob, you have the floor. Yes, thank you. Um, I would recommend that people contact uh, the website hoacorruption.com. Hoacorruption.com, and it's just it's a list of other resources so that people can go and, and words on there and the other gentlemen in Chicago and Arizona and Florida and Virginia and. There's a whole gaggle of independent people who have not been able to unite, who are all fighting the same battle, and they're fighting at the state level. And my hope is that these state legislators, when they move up to Congress, will carry these stories with them. And then maybe something can happen. It's a long, going to be a long, drawn-out battle. And I... Must say that the cities have really done it now. In Las Vegas, I just found out that the HOA that does not have a gate has to sweep their own street and take care of the repairs of their own street. So that is why the cities love HOAs. They don't have to get in there and spend taxpayers' money on those homes which, of course, the taxpayers in those homes are still paying the same rate as anybody else. 
Oh, absolutely. And, Bob, thank you for that. Uh, gentlemen, Ward, Bob, uh, a pleasure having you on our show tonight. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. And uh, we're going to definitely uh, be in touch offline. And, and uh, look, Bob said it's going to be a long fight. Well, you better get your boots on because AJC Radio and the Just Calls is ready for the fight. And, uh, the gentlemen, right. thank you. Have a good, safe evening. We'll be in touch, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, the HOA corruption across America will deal with that even further as we continue this fight. Right now, we change gears and go to a very important injustice. What you didn't know about the RP6 starts right now. A just cause has found something very interesting. A playwright by Judge H. Lee Serrigan about the RP6. It starts right now. Take a look. My name is David Binks, and I'm serving an 11-year sentence at the Federal Correctional Complex Prison Camp in Florence, Colorado. I've lost everything. My business, my money, my family, my future, my church, and my freedom. My name is Gary Walker, and I'm serving a sentence of 11 years in the same prison. Just an aside, not only were the six of us all devout members of the same church, there was not a single criminal charge or conviction among any of us for these unbelievable events unfolded. My name is Clinton Stewart, and I'm serving a sentence of 10 years at the same prison in Colorado. It's fitting that we live, prayed, and work together that we should end up dying together, because that is what prison is for us and our families. I am... Kendrick Barnes, and I am serving a seven-year sentence at the same prison in Colorado. I was the chief information officer at IRP Solutions, the name of our company. I testified, and then Gary objected. A Donnybrook broke out, because Gary said our Fifth Amendment rights had been violated by compelling us to testify. The judge said she had not said anything of the kind, and we demanded the transcript. We were all absolutely unanimous in our verbatim version of what she had said. She denied production of the transcript for that day and at the time, some 200 pages, but assured us that they would be produced at the end of the day. Transcript of that particular conversation in the courtroom between us and the judge has never been produced. I am Demetrius Harper. And I'm serving a 10-year sentence at the same prison. And then in June of 2009, four years later, they finally got a grand jury to indict us. This time, they only called one witness, an FBI agent. And the old adage that a prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich was proven. This is a production that sets the bar and takes a sincere look at the RP6 story. Judge H. Lee Serkin, retired federal judge, felt compelled to say something. We will not remain silent to see the full story, the full playwright of the RP6 tragedy. Go to YouTube, search the race card. You don't want to miss it. 
Some people think that business is a game. And what we have learned is that business actually is war. When they wanted people to sign non-disclosure agreements and all that kind of stuff, sometimes they didn't want to do it. It's strange to me. I think it's still strange. It just absolutely makes no sense. Is this really real? Is this happening? Mm. And then all of a sudden your whole life is ripped apart. What we have learned is that the IRP-6 story was supposed to be the American dream is an American nightmare. They were floored that uh, they were even being raided. It became very clear that the court-appointed attorneys were not working for the guys. Um, and it seemed like in many cases that they were um, collaborating or working with the prosecution. We constantly hear in the news, every week you're going to hear about another person wrongfully convicted. And this is a unique case in the sense that you have six men, six businessmen that have been wrongfully convicted. You would think the media would jump all over it. Justice is not fair anymore. They say justice is supposed to be blind. It's not blind. It's not blind. They pick and choose who they want to convict and who they want to send Is this happening in America? The American dream of the RP6 has turned into a nightmare, crying children left behind as a result of a corrupt system and corruption. We will seek and search for justice. We will ask the tough questions. We will demand answers as justice lays idle in the streets of America. We look for the answer. Ladies and gentlemen, go out to change.org, sign the petition now. America's future depends on it. Well, there you have it. What you didn't know about the RP6 tonight, we take a sincere look into... Not only the injustice that happened to these men and the wrongful conviction. Who are these men? Dave Zapolo, Demetrius Harper, David Banks, Kendrick Barnes, Clinton Stewart, and Gary Walker. Not only have they suffered the injustice of being wrongfully convicted, but William Dennis Cliff, we talk about now the injustice they have suffered behind the wall. The failure to act by the Bureau of Prisons in situations of abuse, of threats of threats of solitary confinement, of threats of hurting family members, assault on minors, not only did the injustice start with the wrongful conviction, Cliff, but it continued even beyond that day and behind the wall. Your thoughts on that, Cliff? Exactly. I mean, that is uh, exactly what happened here. You you look at this, this entire case and, uh, you know, other members – of um, you know they used to be in the judiciary, like namely Judge H. Lee Sarakin, who did the uh, the play. Uh, other members that we talked to, former prosecutors, state's attorneys, uh, you know defense attorneys, everybody that we talked to said this case is basically an anomaly of the justice system. It it bears out um, 
you know, just issues that never should have happened. To to have parts of the transcript where where the judge is accused by the uh, you know by the by the defendants of you con- you violated my constitutional right. The judge says she doesn't remember, but that portion of the transcript is gone. That is the type of thing that any other country can look at, and any of any member of the uh, of the United States, well, any citizen can say, this is not justice. No, without question. And 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 what we alluded to, Dennis, earlier, that injustice went behind the wall. Exactly, and then the harassment of the families. Talk to the people ex- about that. Exactly, and then when you uh, you know, now now that you've been falsely accused and you've been falsely imprisoned. And now you got, you know, the family members got to deal with, you know, the, the BOP. They got to deal with guards harassing the family members and all this stupid stuff. I mean, it's just out of control. When you're wrongfully convicted, that is bad enough. Right. But then when I'm put into an environment where my family members, my visitation hours, my my ability to, you know, relate with my family is affected also all because of some problem that you have with yourself. And it's a continued acts of injustice, William, that we talk about. Uh, you know, harassing family members, uh, bringing in chairs where the mother of one of the RP6 gets injured in that chair. The, the, the hate, if you will, the looking for an opportunity just to harass, Out of control. just to bother. Injustice did not stop for these men when they went in. It continued. Still. Still. That's unacceptable in, in, in America. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Dennis had touched on it, and this has been, I, I mean, continued, continued harassment of these guys, their existence in prison, you know, and, and harassing the kids and their families. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. Well, we're going to dig into that on Thursday on the continued story about the injustice behind the wall. Right now, we know there are folks responsible. They are the perpetrators of justice who are responsible for this type of conduct. We're going to get Thursday on what you didn't know. We're going to talk about the more the injustices that have continued and piled up. We're going to get into that on Thursday. Please, you don't want to miss that. Lisa, right now, who are the perpetrators of justice? They are U.S. Attorney John Walsh, Assistant U.S. Attorney Matthew Kirsch, Assistant U.S. Attorney Sunita Hazra, Attorney Greg Goldberg, Federal Judge Christine Arguello, Appellate Judge Jerome Holmes, Appellate Judge Bobby Baldock, Appellate Judge Harris Hart, Federal Judge R. Brooke Jackson, Magistrate Judge Craig Schaefer, Court Reporter Darlene Martinez, FBI Agent John Smith, FBI Agent Robert Mullen, Former Federal Agent John Eskey, Former Federal Agent Gary Hilberry, Attorney Thomas Goodread, Attorney Clifford Barnard, Attorney Thomas Richard, Attorney Robert Berger, Attorney Mitchell Baker, Attorney Boston Stanton Jr., Attorney Rick Kornfeld, Attorney Mark Garagos, Susan Holland of ETI Professional Services, and Samuel K. Thurman. And thank you for that. America, good night. We'll see you next time on AJC Radio.